Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Side Quest. This episode, we're going to go over our 2020 year in review superlatives. Those who don't know what that means, it's like uh, best free game. The, the cutest couple. Cutest couple. You know, most likely to succeed. Biggest failure. Class yes. clown. Most yes. shy, which is what I was voted. And Smallest I didn't show up mouth. For the picture because I thought it was funny. S- Smallest mouth. smile. <laughs> Tiniest grin. <laughs> Biggest beard. Biggest beard, which hides his tiny mouth. <laughs> okay, well, let's get this rolling. <laughs> we are rolling. It is. All right, best free game. What's on your list? Let's go. Me first. Sludge Life. It's the best game. Mm, it's the best good, free game, too. One. It's yeah. free for a little while longer, so... Halfway through the year, it won't. It will no longer be the best free game, but it is free now, and it's great. Once you reminded me that I had in fact gotten that for free and played it this last year, uh, I put it on my list as best free game. There you go. Yeah, I would say it, Sludge Life certainly more than this one that I'm going to read, but there is a free game out there on iOS called Good Sudoku by Zach Gage <laughs> and Jack Schlesinger, and it teaches you how to play Sudoku. Oh, really? And it's a very good Sudoku game. I should play it on yes. my iPad. I don't know how to play I, that. Like, I look at Sudoku, and I'm like, this is the weirdest tic-tac-toe. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's exactly why I brought it up, because every time I talk about Sudoku, you guys are like, what the fuck is this thing he's talking about? But good Sudoku will teach you how to play Sudoku and what it, you know, <laughs> is there how it works. A, is there a Sudoku with a curved lightsaber? <laughs> <laughs> how about Sapuku? <laughs> <laughs> yeah it must be hard in japan you know you're like oh i'm gonna go play some seppuku and then people are like what <laughs> you're gonna play it <laughs> there's a sudakus right too yeah <laughs> i'm gonna go play sudakus <laughs> it's just different different headshots of jason sudakus <laughs> perfect uh, nine different sudakus characters yeah. you have to have each of them in each square yeah. Yep. Uh, um, we should make that app. We gotta yeah, cut we gotta, that out. We gotta make that. <laughs> Sup- supposedly best free game that I downloaded, but I haven't played yet from last year is this game called Helltaker, where you Helltaker. it's a puzzle game where you are trying to date a bunch of demonic chicks. That's <laughs> yes. I mean, do we get to count like any goal. of any of the games that we get for free? From, like, the Epic Store and stuff like that? Does that qualify or not really? I think the Epic Store games kind of count because at least you're not paying for something there. But for stuff like PlayStation Plus and Xbox and Xbox Game Pass, I don't think those count. Okay. So, like, you know, if you really wanted to say Alien Isolation or whatever, you know, Grand Theft Auto V when that was free, that kind of stuff, sure. But I kind of think I think it's better to go with a game that is literally free, you know, that you could get for free. Right. So does it have to be one that, that was... came out this year too? I mean, that would also, yeah, you know, it could be. Okay. Whatever. Nobody cares. That's yeah. Not, you know, let's not look too far into it. Yeah. Um. All right. So then, next on the list is biggest letdown. Mine's Godfall. I feel like that game is a huge letdown. What little bit of it that I did play does not compare to like how awesome it looked like in the trailers and everything they showed online. So I feel like I was really let down by that game. I still haven't played it. 
you, you even you cracked the plastic on it? I did, I did, and I installed it, but I haven't. Oh, you should have just taken it back. <laughs> <laughs> it's that bad. It's just not fun. Like I don't know, man. Like it, I felt like the game just. You start it and it throws you into the thick of this like super rich lore, but doesn't fucking tell you anything. And so you're just kind of like, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? And like, what is the point of all this? And it's really just like a glorified hack and slash. Like, I thought it was going to be something along the lines of like a Destiny meets Dark Souls sort of thing. And it's nothing yeah. like that at all. Oh, that's dumb. At least it doesn't feel that way, like, playing it. So, like, it's just very button mashy, like, not that fun. Hmm. So, huge letdown. Bummer. Brian, biggest letdown, go. Ghost Runner. Because I thought for sure I would immediately like that game and want to play more. And as soon as you fire it up, it's, like, slick. It sounds cool. It looks good. I go to play it. Like, two minutes in, I'm like, I'm not fucking having fun. This is stupid. Damn. And I was surprised, like, because I should like it. I love Mirror's Edge. I love cyberpunky shit. I I like Titanfall. Never played that game. And I mean, this is all like parkour, wall wall running stuff. And like, yeah, I don't know. It just rubs me the wrong way. Has anybody photoshopped like a cyberpunky Brewster yet? That's a joke, <laughs> right. <laughs> No, but Sorry. that's good. Sidetrack. Uh, Reference for the for the tweet drawer. Cyberpunky you know. Brewster. <laughs> yep. I'll still give it another chance, but I. Yeah, Did you? What I you? Know. How were you playing it? Mouse and keyboard. Yeah, I think I tried the controller. I think, and I did liked that even less. So see, I th- I thought I felt that, like the controller felt better for me, but I was also when I was playing it at PAX, um, the the keyboard and mouse were so low that I was like, it was cutting off circulation in my hand to like tilt, like to play. I can't like my hand was like this as, as far back as it could go. And it just was not comfortable and I was cramping up and everything. So I, I, I like switched halfway through my playthrough. I switched to the controller and it felt so much better to play it with a controller. But at that point, like, I, f- I could not figure out what the controls were because I had been playing all of the tutorial bits of it, mouse and keyboard, up to that point. And so, like, I had no clue what any button did. Button presses, yeah. So. I, I don't even think it's the, the, the game's fault. I think I'm just letting myself down. Like, there's something really simple that's just not clicking with me with the gameplay because I'm just rushing into it thinking it well, should just work and should be approachable because it's the first fucking level and... But yeah, like maybe yeah. I'm not understanding when you're supposed to use the slow down dodge mechanic thing because I just feel like I use it and then I fall short of killing distance to the enemy all the time. And that makes me feel like a really shitty ninja. And that's well, not also- what I want to feel like. I want to feel like a badass ninja. From what I was hearing, there's a little bit of magnetism with the kills as well, like with the strike, with the striking, with the but sword. I don't, like it's not really telegraphed very well. Like what the striking distance is. Yeah, is my problem. Yeah. I think. I think that's something you'd be able to dial in with a few more, probably, with like an hour or more. You I know? just but keep giving up. That's fair. <laughs> my, uh, I have a split biggest letdown. Okay. Number one is Resident Evil Three. 
Um, I like the game enough, but the problem is like, I I was hoping they would use this remake as an opportunity to sand off some of the rough edges of the original resident evil three game. And instead they just made it into resident evil two, (laughs) two. And so I feel like while I like the game that's there, I wish it was more of a representation of an actual remake of the original game rather than just kind of like a let's undo what we did and just make more of the same, you know? Gotcha. So that's my number one biggest letdown. My number two biggest letdown is Spelunky 2. Ooh. Um, It just did not connect with me on the same level that Spelunky 1 did. And I'm still looking forward to going back and playing more of it, but uh, just something something didn't quite click and, and they like they know they've notably said that they made the first world in the game a lot harder than in the previous game and it shows like i feel like i was not consistently getting through the first world of this game for much longer than it took me in the original game so uh does, you know does drew sub to the patreon i don't know if he does or not I don't even know if he actually listens to the podcast in general. But yeah, if he, I'm not sure. At least not anyway. I don't know what his what his his uh, listening schedule is like with the baby and all. But yeah, he also has a baby now. Yeah. And the pandemic has Jeez, stopped man. people from listening to podcasts in the first place. It's true. So many cases, babies. But. That's like all anybody yeah. did last year is have babies. <laughs> yeah, I mean there were a lot of babies. I don't think anybody was expecting a pandemic though. So I mean, I guess you got to replace the 350 thousand people that died. So. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, he'll be disappointed. The views to hear of that, Brian like. DeLaterante do not reflect the views of the Midwest Podcast Network. P.S. I, I'm about. just flipping through right now. Overcooked is free on Twitch Prime right now. Well, that's cool. for anybody who's interested. Uh, other than that, uh, are you all set on that? Yep. Best mm-hmm. ongoing game. I don't know about you guys, but I put Rainbow Six just because it's the only ongoing game that I continue to play. I decided Brian's to switch be it up like, because the game that I actually enjoy continuing to play that's been ongoing is Forza Horizon 4. Oh. They're still adding they content? There's still add stuff. And every week the season changes and they have new races with new cars to win. So I literally have a reason to play every week. That's still. cool. That's cool. Yeah. And I've like been, some of the I've cars been, might I've be repeated. I've debated downloading but, it. Like I really have. Like I've considered downloading it, um, several times just because it's on. It's free on Game Pass. Like why the fuck not? You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's also. I mean, it's a great thing to play on your PC, your high end PC, because it just looks awesome and runs awesome. All right, I'll install so, it now. It's gonna install. So. It's fun. It's fun to play with friends. Like me and Jim, we're just like. We basically play like once a week and we're like, okay, let's tackle all the seasonal objectives and we do all of them basically. And then we're done for the week. Yeah. Whenever, um, whenever origin hits Xbox game pass on PC, we should maybe consider getting that burnout remaster and playing some of that together when it, if it's up there. Cause I think, I think you'd enjoy it a lot. I'd give it a try. I feel like if you enjoy that a lot, you'd enjoy Forza Horizon 4, but maybe not. The, the Burnout is just... A, no, I, re, I like Burnout, or I like uh, Horizon 4, but I think Burnout is just more focus on the arcade for me that I, you know, like, 
with Forza, I care so much more about how I'm driving. I just feel like the the game demands so much more respect out of me. Yeah, in like, that regard. like burnout would be like crazy taxi as opposed to Forza's yeah. like just playing a taxi simulator. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. Well, yes and no. It depends on the type of race, really. Because no, uh, and I know they have those off-road kind yeah. of races, and you're, that are you're much like more crashing loose. through people's fences in their backyard and shit in that mode, for and, sure. But for some reason in burnout, like I have no anxiety heading down the freeway in the opposite direction of travel <laughs> at full speed. Whereas with Horizon, I'm just kind of like, are they going to pull me over right now? Because I get, but anyway, I got to tell you, I have, I don't even know. I must have hundreds of hours in that game at this point, And I still can't figure out that I need to drive on the left side of the road. <laughs> like it still yeah. just doesn't click with me until I hit a car. That's fair. All right. Uh, you did yours is R six too, Alex. Yes, it is. Okay, of course. Uh, I don't have a best use of VR because I haven't played anything in VR, but I'm assuming it would be like Squadrons. <laughs> I'm assuming I assumed as well for this category that I would love Half Life Alex, but I can't play it. So Half Life Alex was on my top five for for quite a while, but I just kind of in the end decided like it. I think it's a great translation of Half-Life to VR, but I don't necessarily know that it's like it didn't transcend as much as I wanted it to. Like I I feel like the experience is great, but I think something that I said in my original review of it was that I don't feel as though the game did a great job of like showing me how to start thinking outside of the box in the way that you can with the way that game works in VR. Mm-hmm. And therefore, like, I mostly just felt like I was playing a shooter in VR. Um, but I do think it's a very immersive version of v- of a game in VR, and I think uh, I think it's great. So I think, uh, you know, yeah, that was my best use of VR as well. Cool. Um, Brian, did you have VR? He, he said Half-Life, Half-Life? as well. Oh, okay. He was assuming. Yeah. Um, best indie title. I picked Sludge Life for this again. <laughs> just because... Yeah. Yeah, it's just awesome. That's all I have to say about it. It's it's a great indie game from a great developer that put out a whole bunch of other games that we really like. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose if I had again, if I had played Hades, maybe that would have been on there. If I played Carrion, like maybe that would have been on there. But I need to play some. I have a lot of games I need to play. Is Carrion on Switch? Yes, it is. I feel like that'd be a it good is. Switch game. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They really need to put Game Pass on Switch already, like so I can just play a bunch of these on my fucking Switch, like while I'm downstairs. That'd be awesome. Well, now you could, you should be able to play it on your Android phone. Yeah, the problem Xbox is like controller. I think I need a new play and charge kit or something because my Xbox controller won't stay charged, uh, and I don't want to yeah. keep buying fucking double A's. Like that's annoying. Just use rechargeable batteries. That's what I do. Yeah, I the bought buy some, some but I took them. To, I bought. A, a set of rechargeable double A's, but I took them to work to use with my fancy mouse that I have because I don't uh, want to run out of batteries there either. They they used to sell a nice set of Eneloops at Costco. Those are really good Panasonic. Yeah, uh, that's what I have. Batteries. Yep. Right on. Brian, indie title. Well, if if I'm just gonna pick something that's not Hades, for example, yeah. but that's the obvious choice, uh, I would probably go with Carrion. Because okay. I, I enjoyed that one. Uh, Hades and Sludge Life aside, because I think those are both great. 
Um, I haven't played a ton of it yet, but Pixel Junk Eden 2 that just came out on Switch that I brought up a couple weeks ago, I think is really, really, really great. I'm still getting used to some of the things that they've carried over from their mobile game. Um, some of the differences in control. But, uh, no, I think it's fantastic. And, uh, the other, I had one other game also, I think Signs of the Sojourner, uh, which I, which I brought up several months ago at this point. Uh, very interesting way, like a very interesting framing of like conversations in the form of a card game and kind of the metaphor there I think is really rich and I still need to finish it, but I think it's, it's very interesting of like the idea that you can't have a successful conversation with this person because you have too many fatigue cards in your deck because you've been traveling so much and it's just like, there's so much to how they stretch that metaphor and how much sense it makes in that world. And I, and I think it's, it's certainly worth people checking out. So right on, uh, most infuriatingly fun game. Fall guys. Did you guys play that at all? Looks like Brian. I did a little bit. Oh yeah, there you are. I did a little bit. Um, yeah, that game is a shitload of fun, but it's like super frustrating. Because the physics in it are like pretty good, like I, I at least I mean for as realistic as physics can be in a video game, I suppose. Like just bouncing off of other characters and everything. Obviously, like you're this pillowy looking, rubbery character, and <laughs> you're bouncing off of each other, like racing from point A to point B, or achieving a particular task of some sort, like trying to hang on to the balloon that you have or the tail that's on your character or whatever. It's it's goofy and it's like it's a lot of fun. Megan actually really got into it too, so it's like easy for people who don't play a lot of video games to get into. Um, it's definitely it'd be a great party game. It'd be another one where I feel like we would all have a shitload of fun streaming it. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it, it really it's it's but it it gets like really frustrating because like the physics. At least, like, there's a few levels where you're like you have to run through these doors and like some of the doors open and some of the doors don't. Yeah. So when everyone's trying to bottleneck through one door and there's more than one door that it will open, but like everyone sees the one door that is open and they almost like <laughs> don't even bother with the other five doors or whatever. And so everyone's <laughs> trying to go through the one door and you're all bouncing off of each other and everything. It's kind of ridiculous and gets super infuriating, um, but it's it's a lot of fun. I time. feel like I would approach that situation like I do in real life, and I would go for the door that nobody else is trying to use because I don't want to deal with fucking people. That's, I mean, that's the way I tend to try to approach it, but then I end up running. If if you're running full speed at a door that doesn't open, it knocks your character over, and then it it cuts back. Like you're, it's a time based thing, so you gotta like get your Ooh. ass up and start running to the end. Like you gotta get to the end of the level in like thirty seconds or something like that. And so like you're trying to book. That does sound infuriating. Yeah, it is super infuriating, but it's a ton of fun. Uh, again, I think it would be a great one to stream, much like Among Us. Yeah. So something to consider for the future. Brian, go ahead. Uh, it was already on a list, but I can't think of games that really pissed me off this year that I actually still enjoyed playing other than Doom Eternal. <laughs> like Hades doesn't really piss me off that much most of the time, surprisingly. Yeah. Um, Doom Eternal definitely pissed me off a lot, but then I just kept keep coming back to it anyways until I was done with it. Uh... Yeah, those stupid, uh, I can't even remember the name of the enemy right now, but it was basically like fighting a Dark Souls boss. And then it became a normal 
normal ass monster for the rest of the game after that. And I was like, are you kidding me? So then instead of just fighting one of those, which can also spawn like hellhounds, you have to fight that and like 30 other enemies at the same time in like a giant circle arena. And it was just ridiculous. Like this game was made for like, (laughs) it's just like made to punish you. I feel like it's ridiculous. Like it's too much to think about and handle it at one time quickly. I heard the DLC for it also supposes that you're coming to it right off of finishing the game as well. So like the difficulty curve is just straight, straight up. That that doesn't surprise me because it continues from the end of the story. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I might check that out at some point when I'm, I'm in a lull of video games or something, but I have no desire right now. Yeah. Right on. Um, my infuriatingly fun game is Disc Room. Uh, there's some instances in Disc Room that really pissed me off, not because the game is unfair, but just because like I'd be so close to achieving one of the objectives in the room, and then I'd just get like a little bit too close to a disc or something like that, <laughs> and uh, and it would tear me apart. So it certainly got the best of me a couple times, but still quite a lot of fun. So, right on. Yeah, like this category. Like I don't want. I hope people don't get the wrong idea that like these games are so infuriating that we. Well, no, that's the that, next category is no, most I know, infuriating. But game, like, I right? still like I don't want people to get the I, like you should you should still play these games like they are still very fun uh, despite their. Unless you have anger issues, yeah, then maybe not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't have a most infuriating game, I guess, just because, like, I I mean, I, I suppose I could put Godfall in that, too, but <laughs> maybe that's not fair. I, I don't know. Yeah, that's all right. Brian, do you have a most infuriating game? Yeah. It wasn't really a game, but it was NVIDIA GeForce RTX 3080 Acquisition. <laughs> <laughs> That was definitely a sort of a game. Yeah, I was playing games for us with our lives for, for weeks, and it was the I, most infuriating thing I've ever dealt with. Some would say that I'm still playing that game. Yes, <laughs> well, but you're winning finally. You understand how it works. It's like Dark Souls, you know. You just get uh, good. You get beaten down a lot, and then eventually you get good. And, uh, Rinse and yeah. repeat. I mean, it sucks. Like as an American feeling like you can just go online and buy whatever you want and get it. I understand that's not how life should really work, but that's what they tell you. That's how it should work. When you have like, you make the money, you give it away for your expensive thing. And it's like instant gratification. In this case, it's like all the systems that should work to allow you to get this item that you want didn't work in a spectacularly terrible fashion. They just didn't work. They all failed. And it should just never be this difficult. It should never. Also like $700. I don't know if you guys, I don't remember if Jordan put it in our server or if it was just in his, but like that, that shipping container that was lost that had like, it was full of 30, 30, like 3000 series GPUs. The whole thing was 3000 series GPUs and it, it was just lost. Yeah. And they found it <laughs> abandoned. Yep. Not just like they found it like on a ship and it they had just lost track of it like on another ship, but it was abandoned somewhere. <laughs> like 
what the hell? Yeah, who knows, man. And now there's tariffs that are going to make the prices even higher. So, yeah, I, yeah. I, don't, I feel like the sting of that whole thing wouldn't have really hurt that much, except things like that were like all we had to look forward to in 2020 because you just really couldn't do a whole lot. So, I mean, stuff like upgrading my computer was a bigger deal than it usually is. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that sucked. But, I mean, obviously there are worse things in the world. Hey, we came out of it on top. Yeah. All thanks we did. to tech, tech Jesus over here. <laughs> Texas Christ. I have the really heavy heatsink variation, which I can already see lots of GPU sag from, but... Other than that, I came out on top because it's faster. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, my most infuriating game is a game called Marvel's Avengers. <laughs> okay. I only played the beta, uh, and I did eventually buy a copy that I'm waiting to play until they release the PS5 version of the upgraded version. But um, I'm just infuriated that it, it exists in this form. <laughs> It should be like they should have the likenesses or it should be a good game. And uh, it sounds like it's mostly just okay. But there's so much potential in what an Avengers game could be. The fact that it feels like Crystal D just kind of like churned out this pretty generic action game where the characters don't really feel all that different is just kind of it sucks. It's a lost opportunity. And so that makes me pretty angry. That it's not good. Bummer. That it's not amazing. Yeah. Because it sounds like it's okay, but yeah. Um, Best example of an all-around good game. I'm going to give this one to Animal Crossing because mm. I feel like it needs to be on some kind of list. Hmm. Uh, I did spend a lot of time playing this game uh, post-baby. Or was it pre-baby? It was that would have been pre-baby. Yeah, that was pre-baby. Uh, <laughs> I feel I, like it could also be on your infuriating game category as well, because you're like, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, sure, fair enough. I, I I don't know. It's it's just it's it's a good all around good game because it's it's a good way to waste a lot of time. <laughs> um. Yeah. And I found myself like I I recall hitting points in my day where I was like, I wish I was just playing Animal Crossing right now. <laughs> doing all these menial tasks like digging up this fossil instead of doing the menial tasks in my actual life right yeah the ones you're getting paid actual real money for <laughs> yep um fair yeah, yeah i mean i kind of wish i would have played that but i don't know if i really need that in my life i don't know fair. if i mean if you're into stardew valley i'm sure that's a better way to spend your no time. i never got into stardew valley valley i tried his multiplayer now well that's cool um, am I next? Yep. Yeah. I'm actually, just because I couldn't put this, it didn't quite make my top five, but it was definitely a game that was good last year. Streets of Rage 4. And I'm putting it as all around good game because you can play it by yourself. You can play it with friends online. You can play it with friends locally. You can replay it a lot. Um, it's good for people that just like beat em ups or people that really like Streets of Rage. It's pretty true to the old Streets of Rage games. There's a shit ton of things to unlock, uh, including more characters to make playing through the game even more interesting. And it's just, it's a good game. And 
I if I could have a runner up, I would do Star Wars Squadrons because all around you get single player, you get multiplayer. It's pretty approachable, but not quite cool. as approachable. <laughs> right on. Uh, my all around good game, I put Astro's Playroom, which is the pack in game with uh with the PlayStation Five. I feel like and um, the only other exclusive to PS Five. <laughs> It could have it could have just been a total like you know nothing game that you didn't really care about but I feel like it's a really solid platformer and I think it's a lot of fun and they do some really cool stuff with the controller and uh I like the that the rewards are like basically just it's a big game full of PlayStation nostalgia yeah. and and I think that's great. It's fun to be able to collect like Here's the model of the PlayStation 2, or here's the model of the weird GPS attachment that we made for the Nintendo or for the for the PSP that never came out in the United States. That kind of thing. Mm. I think it's funny and it's cool and uh and it's just it's great. Everybody should play it if they get a PS5. Right on. Probably will because it's already on there. Yep. Cool. But yeah. Is that it? Did we have more? I th- I think that's it. Uh, I mean, I kind of wanted to do a best soundtrack, if you can just come up with one off the top of your head. I mean, it would just be between Sludge Life and Cyberpunk for me, personally. I think both of those games have an incredible soundtrack. Um, Ghost of Tsushima soundtrack's really good, too. Like, the music is pretty rad. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's that's where I would be. Those are all good. I know, Brian, you, you like the Hades one quite a bit. I also like the Hades yeah. soundtrack quite a bit. Oh, but, and that um, shout out to Final Fantasy VII, too. I'm sure, like, the, what I have heard of that, like, at least when in playing the demo and stuff, is really good. That's I, what I was about to say, is that Final Fantasy VII would take the cake for me, because it's just... it's, he- it's Hearing those songs damage. with, like, an actual orchestra playing them and everything is great. Yep. Ult- ultimately, for me, it would be Doom, Doom Eternal with Hades runner-up, I think. That's okay. cool. Right on. Good good pairing. Yeah. But yeah. Cool. Well, that concludes the latest side quest for the Midwest Game Nerds podcast. Again, uh, if you are listening to this ahead of time, you are one of our patrons, and we appreciate you very much. If you're listening to this in the normal feed, please consider checking out our Patreon for as little as $1 a month. Help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Uh yeah, look forward to the next side quest, which we will figure out probably in the next two weeks. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Peace.